Cause who the fuck would be dumb enough to reject an offer? Oh, what an offer now? Two, two, ten, one, five. Couple hours can change your life. Frank is saying, oh, what a night. What a night. What the fuck is a girlfriend? I'ma need advice. Maybe I should go outside so I could get a fucking life. I made a friend and she spent the night now. I'm in love and she remains in my life. Back when we spoke in Europe, I need insurance on my emotions. I can't get hurt again. Just be happy by the end of this song But if by the time you hear it You are already gone And it didn't go to plan Then why should I continue in this life? When there's no one around to be the one who makes me smile So far everything's good Hello everybody and welcome to Friends to the End Part 6 It's been a while It's been a while Thank you Stained since uh, we last had one of these Friends Till the End episodes come out. Um, in, in the meantime, I have had a bunch of other things come out, interviews for Who Will Survive, and uh, some regular numbered episodes of Who Will Survive. So it seems like for the time being, this show will be probably more like a once a month release, but we'll see. Whenever I can put them out, I'll put them out. How about that? All right, this episode, I am joined by Christian Luciani who is the co-host of 
the Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast, and he also is co-host of the TGIF 13 Podcast, both of which can be found on the Horrorphilia Network, and I believe Exploding Heads can also be found on the Legion Podcast Network, and of course on iTunes and Stitcher and whatever other platforms there are for getting the the, uh, podcasts. So the reason that I chose Christian to join me on this particular episode is because he was one of the first people who had a podcast that I really started following and got really into the the concept of these uh, home-cooked podcasts, these things you just make with your friends and not uh, the bigger sort of notion of these tier one podcasts or uh, money-making podcasts. Um, But yeah, his show TGIF 13 was one of the first podcasts I really followed. And we kind of get into how I came across it and how I started following that show and just what he's been up to since then and what he's doing now. Um, It was a lot of fun to talk to Christian because... The, the reason that I sort of got into following podcasts was because I found people like him to be very relatable and, and the way that him and his friend Vince had talked on the show was one of those things where you felt like you were sitting down next to them and you could throw little comments in here and there and uh, just really kind of created that immersive down-to-earth feel of a regular you know homemade podcast and uh, from there I just started following so much more uh, whatever it's you know it's all explained in the show so he also has spent some time making short movies and has learned a little bit from film school and so we kind of cover some of that and we just talk about some other random nonsense and bullshit like we always do on these shows i uh, really appreciate you guys checking this out i hope that uh this particular sort of sub-series thing is is enjoyable to people it's fun for me to take these guys who are part of of regular podcasts covering horror movies and whatever and bring them aside and just have a a loose conversation about whatever the hell they feel like and give people a free form to really be themselves it's been a lot of fun so i want to keep this going even if it is only once a month uh now for the the brass tax section of this i uh, will s- just say that uh, you should be following us on facebook or on instagram i try to post different things on both uh, those are both going to be found under who will survive horror podcast and uh, subscribe to us on itunes um, if you could go in leave a rating or a review on itunes we are under who will survive horror podcast as well and uh, we're, we're gonna possibly do something coming up based on getting a rating so you if you get in now then you'll still be included whenever we decide to do something for that but uh, other than that uh, this this show was recorded probably about six seven weeks ago or something so some of the references as far as when our particular shows came out might seem a little bit dated and whatever but that's just the way this shit goes you record when you can you put it out when you can so and as far as uh, his his show now they just had an episode that was covering the full series of uh the phantasm franchise which i'm sure is a lot of fun i just started listening to it today actually so uh check out exploding heads check out uh, who will survive and we will see you guys next time and until then i give you friends till the end part six with christian luciani All right.
welcome to the Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast. Oh, Dave, Dave, oh, the phone there, man. This isn't a show. It's a promo. Oh, sorry. Oh, my bad. I'm sorry. Wait, a, a porno? With just the three of us? Oh. Well, I guess I'm game if you guys are. No, no, you idiot. A promo. Oh, promo. I, I knew that. I was just cracking wise. Okay, can we do this now? Ah, wait, looks like I lost my notes. What are we gonna do? Of course, okay, look, I'll, I'll handle this. All right, everybody, I'm Christian. You may know me from TJF13. This guy over here, that's Dave Z. You may know him from Banana Laser, The Skeleton Crew, the ABCs of Hidden Horror. And this guy, this guy over here, that's Brandon. That's Brandon? That's it? That sucks, man. Yeah, what the hell's with that? There's nothing else you can say? No, not really. Well, he's quick with a joke. Or a light of your smoke. But there's some place that I'd rather be. Ah, who cares about us? Let's say something about the cast. Okay, cool. We're the Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast. We review, dissect, critique, and make fun of horror movies new and old. Sounds a little bit cliche, but I guess it's okay. Dave, why don't you tell them a little bit about some of our big shows, like the 40 Years of Horror, our Top 50 Slashers, even our classic format of pairing a new and an old movie together. Yeah, and how I have to edit like three, four hour shows twice a month just because we watch and review so damn much. Yeah, and how we do feature length reviews, shorter length, round robin reviews, top 20 topics, and a lot of fun interaction with listeners. That about covers it. All right, sounds good, guys. I knew we could do it. Tell the fine folks out there where to find us, Dave. Oh, yeah. Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast can be found on Horrorophilia.com, the Horrorophilia Network, LegionPodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, and anywhere that fine podcasts are heard. All right, that's a wrap. Now, guys, tell me, what's the deal with this uh, porno? Are you the caboose or the engine? Them's the jokes, folks. <laughs>
what's inside These are my thoughts escaping through the ventilation shaft Though my words wait a time, they can hardly ever come out right This is an emergency car, my head explodes tonight I try to shout, but no too hungry to actually have a, a f- very very strict diet so i have a semi-strict diet i still eat candy and treats and shit <laughs> well i mean hey you have to if, you, if you're doing this yeah have a treat every now and then why not yeah or every day you know or <laughs> <laughs> I'm breakfast a, lunch and dinner <laughs> yeah i'm a firm believer in being rewarded for good behavior so <laughs> awesome so why don't we uh Let's talk a little bit about your podcasts because I know I had told you before that uh, your your other well your one of your shows is one of the first shows that I started listening to just by complete circumstance. But um, I think uh, I'd I'd like to hear kind of how you got started in doing it. What sort of led you into it? We're talking TGIF thirteen. Uh, yeah, that was the first one I heard. But is that where you first started your podcasting? Was that your first show? Yeah, that okay. was the that was the beginning. It literally, uh, I came up with the idea the summer of two thousand. Came up with the idea. Came up with the idea of podcasting. I'm, right. Po- no, I just said I I called Vince up and I just said Vince, I feel like doing a podcast. I've been listening to a, a couple of them. None of them horror related uh, sure. directly. I, I guess I was listening to How Did This Get Made and maybe a couple of episodes of Bloody Good Horror. I believe that was the name of the podcast. I, I haven't listened to it in a long time. It was like right be, pretty much right before we started podcasting the, the that that particular horror show. Okay. Because uh, I, I, I kind of do things like that. I don't want to listen to things. I don't want to be persuaded. I just want to do things my way. I didn't even look and see if there was a, a Friday the 13th podcast already existing. I just said, Vince, we're going to do a podcast that's going to be dedicated to oh, nice. the nostalgia and our love for Friday the 13th. That's, that's funny because... Uh... That was kind of how Marco approached starting the horror podcast was he hadn't really heard a lot of stuff because he didn't want to be influenced by like, uh, you know, he didn't want to listen to a lot of Star Wars ones and be influenced by those podcasts on how to run his show, you know, his, so. his Star Wars. No, and, I, and it makes sense. Right. So like I totally naive. I didn't Google anything. I didn't do anything. I just I looked I Googled what I Googled was podcast uh, hosting sites and Podbean sure, came up sure. and it, it had a free offer join up and you, you you could do this and say well i mean if there's no risk let's do it i don't even know how to record this thing okay let's use my my iphone let's plug my um head jack my actual earbuds and right. use the onboard microphone to record vince you use my old my old ipad i'll use this we'll record into both and i'll mix it okay. it didn't matter that we were one foot away from one another so we're finding that it was just echoing recording so we ended up just trying to put my butt on one side there and 
both used the same microphone at one point. Okay. So we just drank a lot and recorded like the first two episodes the first night. Sure. We even tried to record part three. So we went in order. It was going to be commentaries. Because mm -hmm. again, I didn't look. I just said, well, why don't we do a fan-based running commentary for the for the Friday the 13th series? Yeah, and yeah. that's how it started. And then I realized really quickly, I said, well, when we stop talking, it's dead air. Yeah. And I wasn't about to put the soundtrack in the background. And I'm like, I hate dead air. Sure. So I'm like, this still works, though. Let's take the commentary and I'll chop it all up. Right. And only one person said, well, I can't follow it because it's not following the, 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 the length of the movie. I'm like, yeah, no, we scrapped that idea. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I like the way that you, that you do that. It, it comes out well. Like, it's, it's definitely listenable without the dead air because, I mean, really, who sits down and, and watches the movie while they're listening to it anyways, you know? If that's what we were finding. Like then we would stop and we'd start listening to the film. And we're like, well, now we're not talking. Sure. So you know, so occasionally we do that to make sure that you, if there's a line of dialogue that we love or whatever it may be, or it's just too ridiculous that you have to hear it or comment mm -hmm. on it, then we'll, we'll try to stop and then let that dialogue or piece be heard and go on, go ham on it. But the reality yeah. is, that's it. That that was the whole thought process. We we did it. It seemed it seemed to work. We recorded the first two and. A third, uh, like a half an hour of part three, and that was like done. We never released that uh, part three. Well, we did a Podbean, but it's okay. gone now. And we just put the first two episodes out and got a little bit of traction, a sure. few listens here and there, nothing crazy. And then we said, well, it was fun. Let's do it. We did two, three, four, five, and we're like, we never even thought what's going to happen. We just blow through all twelve movies. Sure. <laughs> We didn't have a long-term gameplay. We yeah, just said, let's yeah. just do this, and that, and it was just fun. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a it's a cool idea. I I do remember listening to the the first episodes because I think I found you guys not too long after you started, which you know you didn't put out episodes very frequently, so you know you were only a few episodes in, but it had been kind of around for a while. And yeah. um, I just happened to find it. So I, I never even really listened to other podcasts. Um, and then this this group of guys I was kind of friends with through Instagram and, and some of the like toy photography stuff that I was doing. They were like, hey, we're going to start a podcast. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I think I heard of those things. And I like I had no fucking idea what that involved <laughs> or anything, you know. <laughs> so then one of the first episodes, they're like, hey, do you want to come on and, and do whatever and talk with us? And I'm like, uh, yeah, sure. I guess what do I have to do. And so I went on like one of their first ones and then I'm like, well, I guess I got to, you know, listen back to this now because I'm on this thing. So how the hell do I get it? So they were actually on Podbean too. So I went on and I'm like, oh, this is kind of cool. And I started following their show uh, just while I was at work, like listening at he in headphones or something. Uh, I do, you know, property management work so I can uh, just listen to headphones and walk around and do yeah. re remodeling and construction and property management, that type of shit. Uh, I'm like, wonder what other podcasts are out there. Like, is there a Friday the 13th one? Because I'm really into Friday the 13th. And I just searched on Podbean like I didn't even know about going on iTunes or whatever. Like, I am i wasn't super into technology stuff. Like, I knew how to get music and listen to that. And, you know, yeah, I was, yeah. I was pretty, like, basic with it about that at that time when I first started getting into that. I had just kind of started an Instagram page. I didn't use any other social media. So when I searched on that, like, your show came up and I just was like, oh, what's this? And I just started listening to it and I'm like... <laughs> Oh, this is fucking cool. They just talk about the movie. And I love those movies, you know? And you guys were funny. And then I heard you reference shit that was, like, local to me. And I'm like, no way. This guy's, like, kind of around the same area as me. So, well, And I'm glad. And, and that's it. And we, we, we slowly developed 
a, a sort of a listenership. Like right. we didn't know, we really didn't know. But I would, I'd see the the counter going off on Podbeam, mm-hmm. uh, and and it was the first episode took a long time to get to like a hundred listens. Right, and then we're like, Vince, we broke a hundred listens. Vince, Vince, just for segue for those that maybe don't know me or wondering who the hell I am, Vince is a was a, just a a guy I went to university with, and we. Uh, we're, we we studied film together and we're in the same course. Lived together for a year. Okay. A year, and then we're graduated. Uh, he went his way, I went my way. We were we kind of kept in touch for a bit, then lost contact, and then uh, like ten years later, sort of found each other and uh, just said, "Hey, what's going on?" And look, we got to get together and whatnot. And then we decided to do this podcast. Like right. it was really that simple, and it just worked. And really, almost every time we got together since, we've recorded one of the episodes. It's almost, I feel guilty. We're not, we never hang out and just hang out. Uh, right, right. either filming an episode or, uh, or filming, recording an episode or <laughs> doing something else like uh, with the podcast. <laughs> it's, it's, sure. But it's been long overdue. We, we, we're in a major hiatus now. We haven't done one since, uh, since about Halloween. So we're long overdue. The last one I think you did was Halloween 2, right? Yeah. And uh, it, we're long overdue. We didn't record for our fourth year anniversary. We didn't do our Christmas episode. We had everything ready to go. Sure. And our schedules just clashed. Mm-hmm. And I had to cancel the last time. So, yeah, we, we should have like a super duper episode hopefully coming soon. Right. Nice. Uh, yeah. So that was, I mean, that was one of the first ones I started following. Then obviously from that, I was like, oh, I bet there's other podcasts about horror. And um, I've, I think I've told the story on this podcast and on other places and whatever but i haven't been like a really long-term horror fan like i didn't grow up following it you know i saw the yeah the I main shit and whatever that. so yeah so i was it was right at that time that i was getting back into you know learning about all that stuff and and kind of going okay well what did i see as a kid and then what did i like and didn't like and kind of rediscovering the whole thing so that was kind of a, a big thing. Like I found yours and then was like, well, now I want to hear about other things besides Friday the 13th. So I just kind of started branching out a little bit. But then I heard that you were starting another show that you mentioned on TGI 13. And so I just kind of followed along to that show. And is that, so was that the first thing that you did besides that was you just went right from, not from, but you were doing TGI 13 and then started that or did you do any other stuff in between or anything no the like, only the only other thing i did was uh uh there was another what ended up happening funny that you mentioned i'll, I'll, I'll hopefully i'll make this quick is we okay. did the friday 13th and then all of a sudden like there was some the only other things that were out there that i saw that, uh, friday 13th was like now playing and they're like 45 minute shows that were really popular about friday 13th but i could never get into that show and then okay. all of a sudden around the same time TGIF came out there was another one called It's Always Friday the 13th and then about a couple months later another one came out called Return to Camp Blood so suddenly there's three Friday the 13th shows out and we all did it a little bit differently Uh, and It's Always Friday the 13th evolved into another they changed the name and did other series and whatnot. so I don't even know what they're on now I, I kind of uh, lost uh, contact with those uh, those guys, and then Return to Camp Blood went on and on and on, and sort of became like a weekly Friday the Thirteenth show. Okay. And so we said, I because I, Vince and I were thinking, okay, maybe we'll reach out and try to do interviews with people, and they they started doing that. So we're like, ah, now we can't. <laughs> I don't, I don't want, I just want, I don't want to copy it. But if I did it, I would have done it differently because. I love being. Re- you have to be respectful, but at the same token, if right, someone right. shows their if someone shows their tits in the movie, 
I'm going to be like, we got to talk about this. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, we got to talk about this. So, like, I, I'd, I'd give them a heads up. I would never want to blindside somebody. But I would I would say, like, look, we, we, we might get a little crass on the show. Are you okay with that? Right. Sure. Okay, perfect. Then. Let's address the elephant in the room. Yeah, exactly. And like Those are nice tits. Exactly. Cause or, like, why did you pull those out? Those are terrible. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> See, I, I think because if I was listening, that's what I'd want to hear discussed. Oh, yeah. Because we've talked about everything else. And there's a lot of people don't talk about, you've got the actress there or the actor. Sure. When they got killed, what did we, what did you film that didn't make it to the final picture? Because we know those movies got censored to death. Oh, yeah. yeah. So... Tell me, was there anything else that you recall? And and no one's really gone and, and, and talked to them like that. They're, I guess maybe they're starstruck. I'm not sure. I would be like, sure. okay, I mean, at the end of the day, it's a Friday the 13th movie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so let, let's, let, let, let's go. And I've never been starstruck. I've never been like that. I mean, everybody's just a person. Right. That they, they decided to go into acting, and it just happens to be a film series that I respect. So... Uh, I'm excited, and I, I and I think they would get that from the shared enthusiasm and in, in yes. questions and oh, all yeah. that. So if I did it, I would do it differently, and I would ask fairly direct questions. I think so. Maybe maybe down the road we'll look into that. Uh, sure. I'll, I'll I'll run it by Vince because I'd want him to be on board with that. But to answer your question, I'm sorry because I went. Oh no, this is what I do. That's all good. <laughs> that's what this is for. I, so. <laughs> so I did this and these other shows came out and I hadn't heard of a banana laser. I never heard of the skeleton crew and no, no disrespect. Those shows kick fucking ass. They're so well produced and I feel like an idiot. But when you would Google something Friday the 13th podcast, their names wouldn't pop up. And so, and I think even Dave said that was his biggest regret was that it wasn't called banana laser horror podcast. Right, right. So that you, no one could link to it. So it had a cult following. It had, I don't even want to say cult following. It had a dedicated fan base. And, and Alex and, and the boys with their the skeleton crew had a dedicated fan base. And those are well, if you go back and listen to them, they're really well-produced shows. And I just had never heard of them. So when Dave reached out, Dave just reached out, texted me uh, one day and said, Hey, uh, I, I heard you on TGIF 13. I'm, I'm thinking of starting a new show. Wondered if you're interested in joining. And I'm like, okay, I... Uh, let me talk to this guy, find out a little bit more. We kind of, he said he had another guy lined up, which was Brandon. We hadn't met each other. Dave just sort of heard my show, heard Brandon on, on 22 Shots, which is another horror show on uh, the Horror Feeling Network, of course. You know that. I don't know if everybody else knows that. Oh, that's and okay. He just heard heard us talk and thought, you know, maybe it would work well together. That was it. It was his vision. And he asked me, and we talked on Skype one night to kind of like you said, just to test it out, test the waters, see if we had chemistry and whatnot. And we seemed to get along, and our personalities meshed. We we weren't, you know, burning each other at that point. We were all respectful sure. of one another. <laughs> Which now now it's like that is part and parcel of the show is like us tearing each other apart. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, that's we're we're, we uh, up. we're just starting to get to that point ourselves now. So yeah. <laughs> You'll hear it. You'll hear it gradually if you start. If so, the show's called Exploding Heads Horror Podcast, and uh, I think we tossed around a couple of ideas. And I said, "Well, what about Exploding Heads?" Because I, I I thought it was just so blunt. Sure. Uh, I wasn't even going for the sexual reference, even though it's there, of course, overtly there. I just said, if I ever, yeah, <laughs> if I if I ever had a website, I'd want it to be so just blunt. Explodingheads.com. Right. Done. There's my horror site. So. Dave, I think, loved it. So mm -hmm. Brandon jumped on board, too. There's a, we wanted to make sure we were all on board. We were. 
and we hit it off. And, that, and if you hear the first few episodes, you'll notice that the first few were very respectful. We're telling each other our stories and everything like that. Episode three and four, we'd start getting a little bit more loose. And I think by four or five, uh, episode five is where we really start just in with the jokes. Sure, sure. And there's already jokes happening, and and that's and then it just launches off from there. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's uh, I I like with uh, with your show how you guys spend so long, and that has kind of um, I, I don't know if you guys had planned it that way or not necessarily, but that was kind of the thing with with our show was at first we were like, well, maybe you know it'll be an hour or two at the most and then once you start talking it's like you just can't you can't get off of something and i I think we don't even sidetrack too much because it's just the two of us so we play stay pretty you know pretty on point with it but uh you know once you really get into stuff like it's just so hard to trim it down and be like okay now we're done talking about this movie so i was i was inspired kind of by that long format to feel like i wanted to dig deeper on things and i'm uh you know gifted with the uh the gift of gab i don't know why i said gifted with a gift it sounds fucking stupid but uh. <laughs> no but that that's good and i i can talk too yeah. but i'm all over the place i'm not always like my brain is already on another thought my sure, mouth is sure. still going and whatever it's just the way i'm wired and dave was it's all dave uh dave z's idea for the long format he there he had been on the long format shows he pre- presented that to me and i was dead set against it i was like nope because i want to be bam boom bing entertaining entertaining come on in out done let's sure do sure this. and he was like nope and i'm like well you, it's your vision let's do it and i was like i was talking to my wife i'm like it's never going to work no one's going to want to listen for three four hours right i was wrong right i was wrong uh, and we we never set out to say it's got to be X amount of time. We just said we're going to do the show, and based on how we we expected it to be formatted, we figured it was going to be two and a half to three hours. Mm-hmm. And Dave really wanted to try to hit that two and a half and keep it kind of consistent at that length. But then they were going four hours. A couple of them were approaching five, I believe, and we, we were hitting a lot, like more in the three hour range quite often. Uh, and we were okay with it, and, and people. A few people complain and would send us texts saying, you know, I, I, your, your show's just, you know, not structured the way I want it to, maybe a little long, but that'd be one complaint. And we get 10 people saying it's fucking fantastic. Sure. And I'm not sure. trying to, I'm not trying to be arrogant or, or, or an asshole here. That That's just the reality of the, the feedback we were getting. So please don't take it as pompousness. Like that's just, I, I try to be as transparent as possible oh, and yeah, just yeah. tell you exactly what we experienced. And I was like, wow, this is I, I was wrong. I, I, I didn't think this would work, and right. it was working. And, and that was Dave. That was 100% Dave because he did that on Banana Laser, did that on The Skeleton Crew. There's a lot of shows like that, 22 Shots is like that. They go long, and I just was never into that. And I never and I, I said, well, that's great. I'll, I'll, I'll listen to ours because I'm editing the thing, but I don't think I'll ever listen to long-form shows. And even that changed. And I started to listen to a lot of the long-form shows on the Horophilia Network. Yeah. Not all of them, and I'm, I, I I can't catch every episode because uh, I I do have a time where I'm driving a lot for work and right. there's a bit of travel. Great. But I'm also then editing and having to watch movies, so I don't have a lot of time sure. to listen yeah, to all these shows. Yeah, so much time. Yeah. Uh, do, so, you, do you ever use the accelerated playback speed? I, I have. And as much as Dave says you get used to it, it... it it depends on the show. Sure. Like, if you listen to me on 1.5, 2, two speed, I think it'll be enough to drive you insane. Right. Uh, if you are, you know, a little bit more leisurely paced, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, I guess maybe if you, like, 
I don't know. I, I I don't know if I articulate the best, but that's that's just my personality. So a lot of people might be slower, a little bit more articulate. <laughs> to say, yeah, I'm not articulate makes me sound like I'm an idiot. But <laughs> I just I'm fragmented. My my sentence structure is a little bit different than than a standard, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah. Human. <laughs> you use the Canadian English. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> so, I, I mean, for some people, 1.5 is fine. And you could get through it. Even maybe two speed could be fine. Uh, but then you wonder, sh- should they be doing something about their podcast if you could get by listening to it on two speed all the time? I uh, I scale it back to 1.4 I've been listening at. You actually can have a 1. Point, I don't know if I, uh, I thought it was 1.5 oh, well, and that was it. I use um <laughs> I actually use the Podbean app, um, ah. which the, their app isn't bad. Um, well, because I don't have an iPhone anyways, but... Uh, their app is pretty decent, but you can also add, uh, you can add like iTunes feeds via RSS like automatically. So, which I have no idea how to do that. It's just I, I like figured it out one day, and it's super easy. So, well, so there's that. That is interesting. Least. Yeah. But yeah, so you can scale it back by like point one at a time. So I dial it back just a little bit, and uh, it's not too bad. You know, the thing that sucks is like for say you're listening to something like my show or a lot of uh, other people I know put in a lot of music and stuff and then when they're songs it's like well now it's all fucked up because the song is being played at an accelerated rate and it sounds just retarded so yeah and i love how you 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 layer the music behind oh, not everybody do, not everybody does it well you thank do you. it so you can hear it but it mm-hmm. doesn't interfere with what you guys are talking about sure sure volume wise or anything else so it's great and i have tried i've listened to every show i i've if i'm if i'm driving and i want to get it in I've mm-hmm. tried it with every show. I've tried it with your show. I've tried it with our show. I've tried it with uh, a lot of other shows on the network. And I, I find that I, I will always go back to one speed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actual regular speed. Right. Uh, but because I just, I find like I either miss stuff or uh, the conversation will get good. <laughs> and I, I'm like, oh, I, I'm I, it's I'm skipping too fast here. I got to get back and uh, hear what they're saying. That's actually funny that you said about... Um, getting used to it because i've definitely gotten used to it especially um like i listen to a lot of joe rogan shows and just because they're so long i mean i cherry pick them but they're long yeah. shows too so i i always listen to those on fast speed for sure and uh i have it on in the car the one day and uh, my daughter's like 15 she gets in the car and i'm just listening and she goes why do these people sound like they're on adderall and i'm like <laughs> oh i'm like oh it's because i'm playing it at accelerated speed so i dial it back and then it sounds like in slow motion to me at that point, but to her it sounds normal, you know. Like I definitely just gotten accustomed to it, but well, and, and Dave's the same way. And I was doing it. I was doing it for that. How did this get made? Podcast, and I'm mm-hmm. a big. That, I mean, that's a, a, a tier one show in a sense. Mm-hmm. So it's got. I don't think I need to be promoting it, but it's a really damn funny show. Sure. And and it's about movies, and occasionally oh, yeah, yeah, they'll yeah, touch upon like horror flicks, but. I, I like it. Uh, they got, they've got great chemistry, mm-hmm. and I used to watch, listen to that on 1.5. And my family thought I was crazy. They're like, my wife would, be, my wife would say, like, how is this enjoyable to you? <laughs> like, it's just, it's just like too fast. Like, and I'm like, you know what? You're right. And I think it was making me nervous. So sometimes <laughs> scaling it back is fine. Like, yeah, at some point you're, you're just like, okay, maybe I'm sure. consuming too much. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I, th- I think the, the long form thing is cool. Like. Uh, it gives you that option and honestly like you could break it up to different times or whatever i mean if it's it's one of those things where you just have to make the show that you want to make was uh you know i sought a lot of advice getting started myself from you know guys like you and and other guys that had been on tons of shows for years and guys that run networks and whatever and that was one thing that people you know would go back to is like just make the show that you want to make 
and then the, the audience will find you. Maybe, you know, it takes you a while. Maybe you only get 100 downloads for a few months or whatever, but you just, you do what you want to do, and then you're going to enjoy doing it, because if you're making something just for the sake of making it to to have people be pleased with it well how do you really know what the fuck people are pleased with because like you said you have that one guy that's like hey i wish you would shorten the show up a little bit and then 10 people are like oh i love how you guys spent an hour talking about that movie yeah so absolutely and that's why do it for yourself right and your fan base the fan base finds you uh and fan base listeners find you because they're sharing the same interest sure sure. we're all fans when i say that again it's not to come across as pompous i'm a horror fan sure so our enthusiasm is what's addictive and i think what is what Mm -hmm. people gravitate to the show for that's what it's all about because it's almost like you're having the conversation with them because we're in their ears whether it be in the car stereo or or better yet Mm -hmm. through earphones which because then it's a very intimate you know absolutely very intimate experience and uh that's why podcasts i think have taken off and that's why we're continuing growing if i had it my way i mentioned it earlier i would love to record separate tracks so that we don't have the because again i was against skype Sure, Vincent and I never sure. Skyped, and I, we were always in the same room, and I right. eventually graduated to a better microphone, of course. Mm-hmm. I've got seven episodes in for TJF, and uh, that's what we've used, and we're always in the same room together. Right. But we're not, we don't have that luxury. I mean, Dave's only like around where you are, an hour right, away. Right, right. Brandon's in Jersey, but we're at least we're in the tame, same, the tame, <laughs> the same <laughs> time zone. Yes. But we're not, we can't make it into the same room. So we are Skyping, and yeah, you take a hit. And I was always, I'm always critical of the the Skype hit. And even even Watson was worried because he was like, I, I want to do this, but he didn't want to take the Skype hit. And I'm like, well, there is a way for everybody to record, but you can possibly run into timing issues later. Yes, you should be able to clap, and everything should work out. Right. But it's not always so, you know, easy. So we we haven't gone that route yet because the sound quality. For the most part, other than a couple of fuck-ups on my end, uh-huh. have been nice and clean. And for a Skype podcast, I've, I'm very pleased with how Exploding Head sounds. Sure. For sure. Uh, because I've heard some that I, I'm like, I'm going to give this show two sh- two tries, and if they don't improve, I'm never listening again. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I feel the same way. Um, and it's not, I mean, you don't have to go nuts. Just, you know, put yourself in a, in a quiet space. Um, you know, concentrate on what you're doing. Don't be doing shit in the background. You know, even uh, having the uh, the earbud. Um, you know, like the things that come with your phone or whatever. Even those don't sound terrible if you have to resort to that. But oh yeah, uh, no, like, it's uh, you know, you can't be fucking walking around the house and doing shit. So, <laughs> well, this is what I said. If you if you have a passion, whether it be if you thought about doing it, yeah, there's a thousands of podcasts out right. there. Doesn't mean there isn't room for one more, two more. Right. If it's a passion of yours, if you feel like doing this, if you think you could do it by yourself, try it. Doing it by yourself is fucking hard. We did the experiment last year, yes. and it was it was it was like it was like our ode to Watson. We're like, this guy does it amazingly. We weren't trying to say we could do it better. We're just saying we should try one, and we all said it was the hardest thing we did because oh, yeah. you weren't bouncing off one another. I was like. I barely filled the hour. Yeah. My goal was it had to be at least an hour. I think I came in at like 20 seconds over an hour. <laughs> and that was with me padding it with a few uh, trailers. Yeah. It was it was too hard, man. Oh, it, I know. It's not fun. <laughs> I, uh, I'm scrambling to record like a five-minute intro for these shows by myself. <laughs> 
And I'm like, yeah. uh, I'm watching the fucking time going like, oh my god, it's only three and a half minutes, I gotta keep talking. Um, or I did a, a solo review thing for a podcast Under the Stairs, too, and that was the same thing. I, I, Duncan's show? Yeah, I like stopped yeah. and started, stopped and started, stopped and started so many times, and then pieced it all together, because I'm like, oh, I gotta make it sound good, I'm sending it into the show, and... It was like the first thing I ever recorded by myself. That was my solo cast. That was definitely, I mean, anybody that had experience in editing could probably spot edits, but that was like Frankenstein pieced together. Yeah. Like, that's the reality of it. Mm -hmm. To make it sound good, it was Frankenstein pieced together. Oh, you have to, yeah. Uh, That was the reality of it. And, uh, the and you know Brandon went through his. He wanted to learn. He wanted to edit his own, and then right. uh, he he edited out every breath he took. And we <laughs> joked for, and and still bug him to this day. But it was a fantastic show. Uh, and Dave came down on himself. We all beat ourselves down for those shows. And so I think we thought, well, we do this annually. And in January rolled around again. We said, fuck that. <laughs> We're not going to do it. But I, but I, I again, if if you're listening out there and you want to do it. Do it. If you have sure. a buddy and you sure. think you could do it, try it. I obviously have a game plan. Just don't throw shit together. But I mean, if you have a game, like you, you were researching for a long time and it's very easy for us. Like, ah, Paul, just do it. Just do it. But you wanted to make sure you're like, okay, well, maybe I should, do I need, what microphone do I need? Okay. Mm-hmm. I want to have a game plan. You, you, you took your time. You talked to a lot of different people. Right. Uh, and here you are, you're, you're, you're seven plus episodes in. Right. Uh, I'm, I'm just talking about who will survive alone. And then you've got this this project on the side sure. as well. And and this is what, like five months in? Yeah, something like that. I think November I started. Oh, it was even, our first episode yeah. actually, so so not even that long. Three, yeah, man. But, and, uh, yeah, I mean, it's been going good. It's been fun. And uh, it, the thing I've, I found that really is encouraging is just just reaching out to the people like you know you're, you're talking about telling people to to try things out and whatever and i also encourage people to not you know not be afraid to just talk to somebody even if it's somebody that you think is like on this big show or whatever there's some big shot or whatever like a lot of times those people don't really get anyone reaching out to them that much because people just don't think to do it or whatever and people are happy to answer questions so it's not yeah. uh, it's not it's not a bad thing to open that door and, and see what people have to say. Cause I think that really helped me not only just to like know what to do and stuff, but it helped me with, um, having confidence to try different things and to, uh, also push myself to make a good product as well, you know, be inspired to do a good job. So, uh, and I think that's what, you know, what you really should do if you want to do it right. But, and I, yeah. I, like I said too, I don't, I don't, discourage anyone from if you just have like the, the a headset that you plug into your phone or whatever and you want to get started that way and work your way up and just see if you like it and try it out then that's that's fine just uh, well yeah like a, a half an hour ago that was how we started tjf 13 as i said right, right. and 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 uh and you know what and it was all for fun and we mm-hmm. just thought you know what we're gonna do this and but then i, I started i want to make this better if I'm, sure, if sure. I, just like anything like you, you want to take pride in it like my name's attached to it yeah it, right. it's friday the 13th podcast i want this to sound the best i can sure i want this to be fun and then you realize that there's other people with that same passion and you're like holy shit there's other people that have already done this that i i'm just so pompous and thinking i was the first one to to think of doing a friday the 13th podcast and uh <laughs> you know because i did i at the time i did i'm like ah eh, yeah we'll be no we weren't and right. that's okay you don't have to be the first just no, no. Do, do it and do it the best you can and uh and if you're if you have fun with it, it does take work. I definitely I, I definitely think 
editing is important. I I definitely find that's the second thing I'll come to. If a show's not edited, and I apologize for saying this, but it's the truth. If the show's not edited, I eventually tune out. <laughs> sure. As well. It doesn't have to be everything. It just has to be cleaned up a little bit. I got to right, feel right. like there's something that went into it production-wise. Mm -hmm. That it was just thrown together and, and, and thrown out there. Mm -hmm. Unless that was the structure of the show. That, that If right, that was right. the reason, like we're going live, hit the button, mm -hmm. boom, here we are. There's the show. If that's the format, okay. But not sure. every show's like that. So take the time to edit as well. Yeah, yeah. I don't, um, I don't edit our vocal tracks hardly at all on the shows. Um, I, I usually don't even like listen back that much unless I know for a fact there was something I wanted to take out. Oh my god, I would never so, even known that. Oh, oh really? I, you know why? <laughs> Maybe it's because of the music track underneath. And, but again, because there's that. Well, I do um, extra I, bit of production value. Yeah. Well, I, I shorten silences is the one thing that I do. Uh, so if there's longer pauses, but I feel like there's not a ton of pauses anyways, just because we're always going. But what I do is I, I structure it around the breaks, like when the, you know, when we actually take breaks, we take breaks and then kind of like regroup and then, so it's like, all right, we gotta just dial it in and be on for like an hour and not, you know, not fuck up or whatever, so. Well, no, you're doing it right then because, uh, that, that's really what we mm -hmm. do on, or I guess in my case, what I'm doing on Exploding Heads is that's, you look at the audio track, I'm trying not to listen to it in real time, trust me, uh, that's not my goal, but I will take out any extensive, uh, any extensive ums or pauses. Okay. That is my, that is sort of what I'm, what I'm looking at because when you're listening to something, if it's suddenly dead air yeah. for five seconds... Yeah, oh, well, yeah. that could have been cleaned up. Just clean. I mean, it's fine. Yeah, but that's. I have this. This. Uh, uh, my God, I can't say it. Shorten silence tool that was fucking me up with the sh and then the s, <laughs> <laughs> the sh s. <laughs> but it actually finds all the the breaks in the dialogue and actually. Uh yeah, it's them down for you. It's a um, it's a tool on Audacity. It's like a truncate silence. It's called. And you can set like the, uh, it's funny cause I, the one time I always check when I do edits. So, uh, I set it too high. Like you set the decibel level and then, um, the amount of length, if it detects like this much length, it shortens it to that much length. So like if it detects 45 seconds, it shortens it to 20 seconds or something or whatever. Hey, so, Hey, you just, you, I may have just, you just taught me something right now <laughs> because I'm going, I am going through it in real time but i'm looking at the like what i mean by it is i'm okay. not listening to it in real time but i'm going through right. the full audio and looking for uh, like flat spots and, yeah exactly and and and, and cutting uh, and, uh, and and shifting <laughs> so what i i had it set too high right and i i cut it and it cuts all this time off and i go it seems like it kind of cut a lot of time off of the whole running time so i start playing it back and it, it cuts off like the ends of words and the ends of sentences when you're, you know, you start a sentence loud and then you kind of trail off at the end and you're not talking as loud. Oh, because the DV was set. So that, yeah, the <laughs> decibel level was like not picking up the yeah. ends of sentences. So I'm like, oh, well, that that's not going to work. And I have to fucking dial that back a little bit. So you got to be careful with the truncate silence, but it does it does help out a little bit. So um, what do you have planned as far as... Um, uh, the future of podcasting for Christian is it uh, just sticking with these two shows and developing that? Uh, do you have any other ideas you might work on in the future? Or uh, we've we've talked about it. It would be for it's always going to be exploding heads, and it was always going to be TGIF thirteen. Okay. TGIF thirteen may evolve into something else. Sure. sure. Uh, Vince and I have talked uh, talked about it. My wife, uh, at some point, she she's expressed interest. Right. Right. Whether she's part of it or not remains to be seen. 
but she definitely mentioned that she would have liked to be uh, uh, part of some of our shows again. Uh, but I'll always have a second uh, podcast with Vince. I did do a third podcast, and I found it just too too much. And so I did postmortem radio with with Oz and, and uh, Kenny for I guess it was about eight months. Okay, and or yeah, seven I, months. I caught or a few of the shows. When yeah. Right. We, we did a few of them, and that, that was a bit... It was e- a little easier for me because I didn't have to really record or edit, uh, but we... Uh, it was just too much. I was watching way too many movies. I, I, I get the schedules for all the shows. I'm like, right. it, with with having kids and with work and with, with the two other shows, I just... Something I had to give, and unfortunately, it was post-mortem radio at that point. And they, they, uh, you know, Oz has continued the show, and uh, he's still recording them, so all's good, but uh, sure. I did feel a little bit bad because I... It was a, it was just over. I guess it was a year ago. It was of January of last year where I stopped being on that show. So I, I like the idea of just keeping it to two. So like I said, always exploding heads and whatever happens with TJF thirteen. And let's say we're going to stop it. It just might evolve mm-hmm. into something that then might lose the Friday the Thirteenth name. Okay. <laughs> and and focus maybe on something uh, something else. Whether that will be horror, okay. it, it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be horror, but Vince and I think we want to finish this year, at least do one last year of the show as we know it. Okay, and then for Exploding Heads, I know you guys just hit uh, 50 episodes not too long ago, and then uh, I think at the time this comes out, you guys will probably be coming back from your little bit of a break that you guys took, right? Yeah, we'll probably be at episode... 55 or 56 by that point so okay yeah it will be uh uh there'll be a few of the episodes out we did take a break for i think only one episode came out in january and there will be a few in, in uh that were out in, uh, in february as well so usually we're every two weeks with that show okay. That, that's kind of how it rolls and uh, the, the, the theme of this year was no theme <laughs> we, okay. we, we said we didn't want to not that we didn't want to do it to us again but last year was a, a huge undertaking like we we watched a shitload of slashers it was the year of the slasher yes. to prepare for that for yeah, that yeah. show and this year we said you know what it's going to be all about mm-hmm. sticking maybe to our old format doing some of the shows for Patreon we don't want to overdo the Patreon shows we want to give them what they've, they've you know, put the money in for it, but we also want to make sure that uh, we don't overdo it for them. Like we, we want to make sure it's a special show. Yes. When we when we have those triple R's for them or, or the the reviews that they pick, it can't be every show because then otherwise, you know, what's there to look forward to? Right. So just we're doing what other do, people want. Yeah, and, and so we've got to spread that out as well. And then of course every five every fifth show is a, a, a bigger show. Okay. Uh, so that 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 format is not changing. Sure. Uh, sure. We are going to be doing. Uh, uh, best of 1976. We're we're joining with uh, the 22 Shots group again uh, to do a joint a joint show. But other than that, it'll be 2018 watches and uh, the usual the uh, hilarity and uh, good times. And yes, uh, we we hope everybody's still enjoying the show. Yeah, yeah. No, that's great. I um I always enjoy listening to those ones. And like I said, I've have uh, gotten some inspiration from that myself. So uh, it's always a lot of fun. And I like the way that you guys, um, you do a good job of, of covering a lot of modern stuff, which I have kind of uh, tried to take on some of that mantle myself and stay a little bit more current now as well. And not just have our show always, you know, covering all old movies or all classics or whatever. Uh, yeah. I, I joke about that uh, eventually we have to just intentionally start picking some bad movies because <laughs> we seem to not be failing too badly on our picks, but... Uh, 
We'll see. I have some different ideas coming up, so we'll see how that goes. Well, so. it is a catch-22 because some people then won't listen if it's a new one or they'll skip the review and then maybe come back. We've heard that too, so keep that in mind. When, when yeah. I listened to your Creep Creep 2 show, I actually hadn't seen Creep 2 yet, so as soon as you started talking about Creep 2, I paused, and I think I watched the show, or watched the show, watched the movie sure. either that night or a day later and then listened to your, your uh, review, and... I wholeheartedly agreed with you guys. Like it was one of my, it was in my top ten of last year. I loved it. Yeah, yeah, that was our I, our last yeah. uh, our last episode. We finally committed to like doing a top five because we hadn't seen a ton of movies. So and uh, <laughs> that one made my top five too. So yeah, no, I, w- I was right there with you. And nice. I I actually I don't know if I'm in the minority because there's now there seems to be a lot more people saying this, but I actually think I like it better than the first. I thought the first one yeah. was was unique, but this one took it into a whole different. Uh, different area i know i i was kind of i was feeling like i liked the first one better myself at the time but then i haven't rewatched it but just the more that i think about it the more i feel like i like it better as well so it's one of those things that kind of stuck with me where i thought about it a lot afterwards which meant that there was something there if i kept thinking about it you know absolutely yeah because i watch a lot of movies i just fucking completely stop thinking about after they're over (laughs) It's, uh, well, it's funny that those are the like I oh guilty pleasure. I, it's a term I think a lot of people now hate saying. Sure. But like the Friday Thirteenth movies, I know they're not high art. Right. And and yet I could still give it. And maybe I'm being maybe some other people's rating systems they wouldn't go this high. Right. But I've still given a few of them ten out of tens, like in the sure, slasher sure. show, because for a slasher film, they are the perfect example of that subgenre. Right. Right. And 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 so in my eyes, if you want to see the best, here are the best. And there's like a handful mm-hmm. of them that. That hit that ten of the ten category or or sure. mark. Well, especially Done. if you're rating it as in the category of a slasher, not necessarily like you said as a overall you know piece of cinema. Then like of course yeah. it's not comparable yeah. in that category. But when you're saying as a slasher, well of course it's one of the best. Sl- I mean who doesn't know Jason in the first place? So from an iconic standpoint, yeah. I mean, and, and, and Dave one, always says, and then one Dave of them doesn't. One of the best ones doesn't even have him in it. So well, yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, the it's funny you love five too then. Yeah. Oh well, I mean even or, even or number one too. Oh. But yeah, I do love that five one. Too. Yeah, I thought you were talking about Imposter Jason. No, yeah, of course. My favorite is one. Mm-hmm. I do like it the best. I know, and again, I'm a Jason fan, but I like one the best. But when I did the slasher show, and I and I put Friday the 13th one and two before Halloween, I think I said, "Here's the reality of it. I know Halloween is a better made movie. Right. I understand that from like me like studying film and studying film Halloween as a film in, 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 in school from cinematic standpoint everything about that movie is a better made movie in if you're going from a, from that standpoint but yeah I think Friday the 13th 1 and 2 are better slasher films mm-hmm. they're fun and just from that slasher film standpoint encompass everything that genre has to offer yeah from yeah. the gore from a bit from the nudity standpoint from everything it just it, it just took what Halloween sort of laid the the groundwork and the gravel and everything like we like to say and it just went like full hog just it, it just delivered the goods and it's they're more roller coaster rides and so from that standpoint i think you know it's very easy to say they're better to better slasher films yeah i agree i um i don't have i don't have any friday the 13th in my uh top 10 horror movies but um uh, when when it comes to talking about like the, the franchises or the uh 
uh, you know, the Mount Rushmore of icons or whatever. Like, Jason is always my go-to guy. Um, I have, like, 20-something oh. action figures of him. I have fucking yeah, all man. kinds of stuff. I have, a you know, a mask and, like, posters and shit, so... And I I have Halloween in my top ten, but I don't have any of the Friday the Thirteenth ones. But I still would, you know, say he's my favorite horror icon, just because as like a whole body of of everything, the all the movies, all the stuff that happens, you know, the whole legacy of it to me makes him kind of the uh, the iconic uh, slasher, you know. And I, and I cheat with my, my top ten's always evolving. Like I said, I gotta sit down and rewrite a new one. Oh yeah, yeah. I think we did do it at one point in. It, it always changes. I even said right. recently that I think Psycho has now taken the, the top spot. It's always hovered. I've always liked it, but we did it for the show when we did the um, proto-slashers. And I, I gave it the sort of, I think I said it's my favorite movie. And Texas Chainsaw Massacre is right up there. And Halloween is there, too. And then I've always cheated and said Friday the 13th Part 1 and 2 as a, like a dual effort. Even though you could say that, like, you know, the first four or five, because I actually like the first six Friday the 13th. Mm-hmm. And then I like the remake. Mm-hmm. And I've always, and I will watch all of them. I don't care, even the shit ones, I'll watch and get enjoyment from mm-hmm. them. Yeah. There's yeah. A, a giddy smile or, a, a, or, or the annoyance that I get from them for being like such a shit show mm-hmm. is kind of funny unto itself. So sure, there's, sure. Oh, there, there's some sort of like torture that I'm going through, but yet because I grew up with them and, and there's that nostalgic factor and it's a whole sort of entity unto itself, like, I will still watch them. I still will put myself through seven, eight, nine, and ten. Sure. And 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 some of those I like better than the others, but like you know, like eight is a chore to get through. Okay. And some people have that as one of their favorites. <laughs> yeah, I think I put that as my my least favorite as well. So. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. And I would I want to say to everybody, I also have a a Paul Stevenson original here oh, at the house. Right. So right. yeah. Yeah, you sent me that picture, and it's awesome. When I got it, my kids were like, "Someone sent that to you?" I'm like, "Yeah." He goes, "It's awesome." And I showed them your, I showed them your site, and they're like, "Wow!" Like they were all like enamored by it. I'm like, "Oh yeah, he does this. This is, this is like his hobby, his art. Like, I mean, they, they yeah. thought, my wife thought it was a fantastic, fantastic idea. Right? Like she never even heard of like toy photography. Yeah, yeah, and I, I mean, I'm was late to the party as it was. There was a bunch of people doing it before me that I was inspired by with that whole thing so that's on a hiatus now because of the winter because i don't like to shoot indoors anyway so <laughs> you're not doing any uh, the thing uh, you don't have any of the thing toys or anything uh it's i <laughs> i don't but i have stuff that could go in the snow it's just like too much like i spend enough time outside running in the snow and i don't fucking yeah i don't want to go out yeah, and that's... set up my camera and set up shit and figures and like i have all the stuff and i could but i'm like ah it's just too much i'll just take the winter off so <laughs> springtime yeah. i'm ready i got my box of fireworks i got some new shit i want to blow up so <laughs> that's great i love those i love that like some of the effects that some of the sure the ways that you catch it with uh, uh with the shot it's they're great mm-hmm. yeah it's a fun Actually thing great. uh oh you know i'll just go out by myself sometimes just to kind of uh enjoy the moment or uh Maybe I'll get a little bit uh, under the influence on my way to the spot <laughs> and uh, get inspired, get a little herbal inspiration on the way there. And uh, sometimes I have to go sober and go with my son, and then I let him light fireworks for me, so that's also great. fun too. Yeah, I'm a good parent. No, I, I control the camera, and I let him light the fireworks. So. <laughs> but at least I bought him a windproof lighter now, so it's a little less sketchy. <laughs> Don't hold it too long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Uh, no, and, and 
no, I and I've I know I thanked you, but it, it, the shot is amazing. And if you like, I I know your listeners must know. Like, sure. you don't really promote it as much as you should on the show. I no, well, it's I like really I said, I'm on I'm on hiatus now. So once I'm back to like doing it again, then yeah. I'll probably be talking more about when I went out to take pictures and stuff like that. So, but I don't have anything to talk about now. It's all just old shit. So, <laughs> <laughs> gotta do like a. Got to do like a Planet Hoth. I just one day go out there and do like a, yeah a whole Star Wars. I've, Hoth I've done some stuff. I have like a I have like a Wampa and a, um, a Tauntaun and a couple of those and type a, of things. I have. A, I still have the Tauntaun. I, I have a the, Yeti but figure. No, the saddle's gone. <laughs> but no, man. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I I always like checking them out and and uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to when you when you uh, kick back into it. In yeah. The oh yeah, it'll be back. I'm starting to get anxious about it now, but there's still too much ice. So, I think uh, uh, earlier you had mentioned about studying stuff in film school, and I know that you still kind of produce some uh, some little mini movies and and film um, clips and whatever, right? Uh, what uh, what kind of stuff have you done in the past with that? Well, I've always, you know, honestly, one of the worst things to have done is gone to film school. I should have just spent the money and made a movie instead. Sure, sure. <laughs> quite quite frankly, uh, if I if I could turn back time, as I always say. If Thanks, Cher. That, that that would be one of the things I would have changed. I, don't get me wrong. The education was great. Some of the people I met were fantastic as well. But from a money standpoint, uh, if you... I didn't really... There were some things that I learned mm-hmm. there from, like, you know, maybe shaping light and, and whatnot. But the reality is it's nothing uh, that you can't bring someone on board to help you with or do yourself. Especially in this digital age. Nothing against film, but... Right. Now, with everything that you could do digitally, you, you could really uh, shape it yourself and, and, and take the time to do it yourself. So I always made movies. I got a camcorder like when I was from my grade eight graduation because my dad rented one okay. when he was, had his 50th, anniversary, uh, 50th birthday. And I just couldn't stop using it. I wanted to just I got my friends the next day and we went out and it was the middle of winter. And we just kind of took a, uh, a movie. And we called it Rambo Jr. John Rambo, a drifter, just passing through their town. Morning! Because I guess Rambo was huge and a big <laughs> icon, and right, we were right. big, huge Rambo fans. And so we called it Rambo Jr., and it's a, it was a, I used a real knife in one scene, and my dad was so furious that he <laughs> taped over it. He taped over my very first movie. He Something he came to regret, but he wanted to teach me a lesson of respect and how dangerous that was that we used a real knife. <laughs> So that was my first experience making a movie when I was 13 with a camcorder back in like 1987. That's awesome. I guess it would have been. And so then he got me one, I guess to make up for this, he got me one for my grade eight graduation and we remade Rambo Jr. <laughs> yes. Rambo, Rambo Jr. had Rambo Jr. one, two, three, four, and five. Yeah, we were very um, creative. And then we started doing like, uh, offshoots, some action movies, and then we started doing our own slasher film, which was Terry. It was a buddy of mine that, uh, a, a science experiment blew up in his face and kind of made a <laughs> phantom of the opera grotesque, but he 
just decided to take revenge for no reason, even though he did it to himself. Sure. And, uh, you know, they never really made sense, and they were only like five minutes long and, and that type of thing. Right. Uh, no opening credits, and the, the, it was all in-camera editing at that point. Uh, were you uh, then, Were you a big action movie fan as a kid? I was, I, yeah, more so than horror. Horror movies scared me. Yeah, that was the, that's where the how fascination I was, too. Came from. I was like, so, I was, yeah. And the, you would see those fringe things like Predator. I now have gone through my list and ended up putting Predator as one of my favorite movies, which I you know, always liked it as action. And then I'm like, oh yeah, this is kind of a horror movie too. So, Predator rocks. Robocop is mm-hmm. one of my faves. Love Robocop. Uh, Total Recall. Like Paul Verhoeven at one point was on a, just on a roll. Right. And then he went, woo! <laughs> and he, something happened. I don't know what happened. Yeah. He, uh, now every now and then it's so he's okay. But the the 80s were fantastic for slasher films mm-hmm. and fucking crazy action movies. Like Invasion USA, Red Dawn, Delta Force. Like th- these things are fucking crazy. Oh, I know. I like it. <laughs> but I love them. Yeah. I love them. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. And like, let's face it. If you, if you really want to know, the two actors that are, and I, I brought this up, I think, on Cinema Attack uh, on their webpage or their Facebook page, there's two actors that I think are uh, encompass four I- film icons, and that's Harrison Ford with Han Solo and, and Indiana Jones and fucking Sylvester Stallone with Rocky and Rambo. Mm-hmm. That, there's my childhood right there. Absolutely. <laughs> that sums it up. And, and then horror got introduced slowly. Like, my dad introduced me to a few. He was a huge Hitchcock fan. And I've mentioned this before. And then one time, the innocence was on, and it scared the shit out of me as a kid. Just, just scared the. I would not. I did not want to watch the movie. And then my my fear became sort of the intrigue, and that's what got me into it. So by, sure. by when I was thirteen, fourteen is when I really got into them. Uh-huh. But as I mentioned on TJF, and you've probably heard it, and. and I don't want to you know, go off on a tangent. I caught pieces of, the, of Friday the 13th whenever, when I was eight or nine or when I was on TV. And again, same thing. It scared the absolute shit out of me. So it was turned off instantly. And then again, being at someone's house and catching Nightmare on Elm Street when I was 12. And I saw when Fred, Tina pulled Freddy's face off at that point, And it scared the absolute shit out of me. <laughs> I left. And those were the, and Silver Bullet, the same sort of thing. Like, yes. Uh, these were the movies and they were stuck in my psyche. And I think as I turned 13 and 14, that's when it became my fascination. And I wanted to say, I wanted to kind of kill the beast, if you will. Mm-hmm. I got to watch these movies and overcome my fear. And that's where the intrigue and, and the fascination sort of just went, and it never stopped. It, it slowed. It slowed in the early 2000s. Sure, sure. I, I would still go out and see things, but it slowed at that point. And then by about 2000, like, I'd say from like, 99 to 2003 it's, I, I could watch the mainstream movies that came out and then I started catching a few more but even in the later 2000s I wasn't watching shitloads of horror movies I was still watching just like some of the mainstream ones and like maybe one or two that I would hear get critical acclaim that were a little harder to find and it wasn't until we started doing like maybe 2013 okay. TGAF 13 and and then right before Exploding Heads started up in, in 2015, that's when I started really like hitting the gas on, on horror again. So it's crazy. But yeah, it's it's funny. Action movies were were what I watched. And uh, yeah. like The Goonies, I'm wearing a Goonies shirt right now. The Goonies is one of my favorite movies. Nice. Back to the Future is one of my favorite movies. Nice. Yeah. Well, I think we're, I think you're like just a little bit older than me, right? You're... Yeah, 43. Okay. So I don't know. A uh, little bit or a lot? Uh, 38. <laughs> so close. Yeah. There you go. So we grew up with a lot of the same movies, though, basically. Yeah, and it's it, there. There's something to be said for that. You know, they they 
from an from the era that we're in right now, there's a lot of similarities. I know we've brought this up on the shows that the the latter part of the 2000s and what we're in right now, the 2010s, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, are are probably the best time in horror since the late 70s and 80s. Right. That decade, that that time frame, and action is unfortunately action is gone a little cartoony with like the the um, the Fast and the Furious movies, even the Expendables that tried to bring back that 80s magic has sort of itself yeah, turned yeah. into a cartoon well yeah they've gone too far to the the side of like massively unbelievable yeah you know, it's one thing when uh you know arnold schwarzenegger is mowing down people with a machine gun by just spraying back and forth and guys are flying everywhere and yeah and uh you know he, he <laughs> breaks a chain with his bare hands or lifts up a phone booth but it's another thing when guys are like you know redirecting submarines sliding on ice by just like pushing it with their foot out of the side of a car it gets a little too crazy yeah. now. <laughs> it, it, that, that's it. It's everything that w- made what was fun in the 80s just take it to such an extreme now right. that the fun almost seems to be taken out of it <laughs> at this point. You're just like, okay, now everybody's a superhero. Yeah. So maybe we, th- we have to thank Marvel and DC because now the Fast and the Furious crew, they're just superheroes. Basically. The Expendables yeah. are just superheroes. Now, I mean, there were, there were always one-man armies like Rambo and Commando, of course, but... Uh, there was still something playful with those, I, and yeah. and they did they did recapture it with the first Expendables, I think, and even maybe the second one. But now and then by the third, it just became uh, PG cartoon violence, like no no blood, no bloodshed. Sure, sure. I totally went off from track. Oh, no, 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 it's uh, it's all good, all good. That's uh, I I like to say if the show had a tagline, it would be that uh, we keep it Lucy and also sometimes Goosey. Perfect. That, that, that was my, one of my nicknames is Lucy. So, <laughs> And I was Goosey. So I guess we're a good team. No, not really. That's hilarious. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I thought maybe we had something here. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Lucy Goosey. It's a new action <laughs> film. <laughs> it's like Goose, but a little yeah. bit more, uh, a little little bit softer around the edges. A new buddy cop movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so a- after you went to film school, did you actually like have some kind of a plan where you were going to try and make something or yeah i've let myself down a few times so yeah that okay. getting back to it like made home movies got a vcr with flying erase heads that was the big keyword that was so that you could edit mm-hmm. hit record hit pause and edit with no tracking okay. interference in the cut and that was key and then i started filming multiple takes of everything okay and i would do like i don't know who the fuck i thought i was i would do 20 takes or something my friends would be like what the fuck are you doing and i'm like yep. <laughs> okay granted i'm not like spielberg i'm not spielberg here we're making a yeah. uh like a bad fucking action flick or whatever and, and whatever but uh, we would do it again and again and again and i wanted different angles so that i could cut it together and i i think i did learn a lot there with the flying erase heads and the hit record pause because you had to have pristine right. editing right, right. and i'd have to watch that thing and, and redo it if i didn't like it done so to get to where you're going went to film school and then i said i've got to i want to make something bigger so i made a a horror film for my third year and i filmed it on film because i'm like if i'm at film school i should film it on film and i spent a shitload of money making it and because the camera was heavy there's really no movement of the camera and everything that i wanted to do about film felt static static movies are supposed to move and i felt like we were just keeping the camera static so sure, you can see sure. my third year film it's on youtube in three pieces because when i uploaded it at the time youtube still had that 10 minute um, uh, limit uh they didn't uh, they, uh, you you could you had to upgrade to the director package at the time now it's you can upload as much as you want so it's there it's called spine tangler 
and it's it's on my site and it's it's uh, almost incomprehensible like the the script and it <laughs> part of that is because I cut it in half I wanted to make a feature I was like gung-ho to make a feature and this is the first time I I, I kind of guess disappointed myself that I realized it was going to be too long and too cost prohibitive to try to do that so then okay. I was like okay th- 35 minutes it is okay and then we we edited it down and then I when I put it up on YouTube, I even trimmed it a little bit more to make it like a 30-minute movie. Okay. Uh, there's some, I mean, there's some st- cool stuff that I, I still was proud of. Right. Like, at the time, I was really proud of it, but I was disappointed because I, well, I was setting out to make like a 70-minute a feature. I knew I knew I was going to hit that 70-minute mark. Sure, sure. And that, that's, I just wanted to do it for myself, and I didn't do that. So then I said when I was, you know, by the time I'm 30 or 35, I would like to do a feature. Even if it was shot on video, I wanted to do a feature. Well, that time has come and gone, as I, I already said my age. And I, I hadn't done it. Uh, we, we tried again in 2008. Okay. It was my, my next attempt. And I I've did this thing called I Serial Killer. And uh, that was a, a, a YouTube thing that I, it was kind of found footage in a sense. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't even thinking it was. And I said, well, I'm going to take that and make a movie called Desolation. And the whole gimmick, if you will, of the movie was a serial killer driver, like drifter, Okay. That picks up a serial killer hitchhiker. Okay. <laughs> I just thought that'd be kill- cool. Yeah. I just love the idea of that idea that this guy that, you know, be careful of who you pick up. You never know who you're picking up. Yet vice versa. You never know if you're hitchhiking. You never know who's going to pick you up. And I thought, that's a great premise of a horror movie. Nice. And they meet and they have to sort of kind of square off. And we uh, started it and gas prices spiked in Canada. And they're always more expensive than the United States anyway. But they had spiked, and this is going back 10 years, and they were at like $1.38 a liter. $1.38 a liter at that time, 10 years ago. And in the States, I think you guys were paying like $1.38 a gallon. Yeah, nice. Or maybe nice. two, maybe even $2 a gallon, which is four liters. So we were, we were getting hosed, and we still get hosed at this time. Right, day. right. So... On gas and the taxes that are on gas. But anyway, to try to keep it on track, how my mind works, uh, we filmed 10 minutes of the movie, I filmed the opening. And what I realized quite quickly is I, I don't mind, I can write a bit of a line here and there, mm-hmm. but I don't have a knack for dialogue. And I, my character development is, I, I, I like to worry about the visuals. So what I need, what I can do is I can come up with a story. I can come up with a premise, and I can come up with certain lines of dialogue that I need in the movie. Right. But someone else needs to write the script for me. <laughs> or I need help sure, writing sure. the script and securing, uh, like, the, the arc. Like, I always know where I want to go, but it, it, that's step one. We still have to get there. Okay. And, and so that's where I know I need help. So that... I've done certain projects, so what I figured is short form is the way to go. Mm-hmm. So I did things like the 25 deaths of the Elf on the Shelf. The Elf on the Shelf is watching you, what you're saying, what you do. The Elf on the Shelf is watching you, each and every Christmas. The Elf on the Shelf is watching you, each and every Christmas. Little sketch comedy pieces like that yeah. were that were like an advent calendar if you will I did that two years in a row and I really want to bring that back but it's just been too busy so the last couple of years I haven't done it but it, I did two years of this where there's 25 deaths of the elf on the so yeah, those there's are great. 50 deaths of this elf and that was fun and I'll, I'm going to try to bring that back in 2018 uh, I've, I do a Halloween movie with my, my family every year uh, those are again they're six to ten minute films uh-huh shot on an iPhone, shot like the last couple have been shot on an iPhone. Uh, you know, we, we try to film them really quick, try to get them out there. Vince is part of it, uh, who I do TJF with. And it, they're just supposed to be fun. 
you know we're not we're not uh, you know we're not going for like deep hidden meanings with these these are entertainment pieces sure. that are just supposed to be enjoyable and you know what it gets it, it kills that it, it helps me uh, kill that creative juice every now I kill that creative juice I work on something <laughs> and I feel like I've accomplished something every year release some even creative if it's just juice fun exactly kill it release it the whole nine yards. <laughs> <laughs> so that's really what I've been focusing on and the other thing and I pitched it to the guys and we've gone back and forth and Brandon Dave and I are very serious about uh, making a movie together. And, oh, that's cool. Uh, and I told them exactly what I just told you. Like, mm -hmm. guys, I've, I have the premise. Right, right. I have the whole idea. I have scenes sure, sure. figured out. But you guys are going to help. You're going to help with the script. Because that's where I, 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 like, I talk. I go off on tangents. We've got to keep this thing structured <laughs> and, and, and making sense. Yeah, and, and have a beginning, middle, and an end. And, and everything, you know, flow in the proper way. Uh, so, we, yeah, we're... We're tossing around a couple of ideas. I, I think I know the idea I want, mm -hmm. uh, and we're uh, we're hopefully going to like start uh, working on that this year. No, that's that's uh, sounds like a lot of fun. I know I'd heard you guys talk about it on some of the shows and uh, kick around ideas. You had questions where it was presenting the different you know movie ideas or whatever. That I know you guys have kicked around some fun things with that. So it sounds like you have a good idea for what you want to do. And then obviously uh, with you having some technical know-how, that's a lot of it. Like for me personally, I have no idea about how to do any sort of video edit, edit, um, editing, recording. Like I've never messed around with like a camcorder or anything. So to, You'd be you know, shocked at what you can do. If you just like you're out, you're podcasting, man. Uh, Paul, you go out there. You, you're, I mean, you're you're doing stuff with your still photography. Sure. You take you take that to the next level, and now it's moving images. Right. E editing is is literally loading it. In. Now you load your digital files in, and and you realize that you're cutting it like you were. Maybe there's not trend cut video. Sure. <laughs> but but you'll realize that you you slice it and and mm. you move it just like your audio. But visuals are just are key because you want the movie to look fucking good. Right. But Sound will kill it. Sound will kill it in an instant. So sound design and sound production is key to making anything be professional. Sure. So your video can look as great as it can be, but if it's got a shitty soundtrack, you're done. Right. You're done. Yeah, if you can't hear the vocals or like you hear too much background noise or whatever, it's absolutely definitely yeah. ruined. So yeah, and and you'll be surprised at what you can record on a on a a smartphone it doesn't have to be an iPhone. Any smartphone oh, yeah, film yeah. now. I'm not saying that's the BL end all. Like Black Magic cameras, they they. I'm really looking at what they were doing. They're producing some 2K okay. and 4K solutions for like slightly affordable. We're not talking about like high pro prices here. We're talking mm -hmm. a little higher price than that. But still, you had to pay tens, if not hundreds of thousands, back in the day for cameras that could get the quality that these cameras are are able to produce for you and we're talking about on a camera that's you know uh 1500 to three thousand dollars <laughs> right right so i'm not saying inex like inexpensive in the big picture mm -hmm. oh for sure yeah but you can use less expensive now like 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 found footage movies a lot of them are just filmed on freaking high pros or, or whatever it may be yeah no i so, agree uh it's it's definitely uh you know helps to have the right tool for whatever your vision is regardless of whether it's uh photography or cinematography or podcasting or you know even whatever drawing painting whatever you got to have the right uh, the right thing to do it so you can't yeah. uh, have a bunch of paint and then be like i want to draw like well i think you got the wrong shit 
so it's not going to work. That's it. So <laughs> no, no, I hear you. And, 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 and sometimes people have the tools, yeah, but they've got no fucking talent, right? And, and I'm not, I'm not trying or to be no a vision dick, or whatever. Yeah. Of it. yeah, no vision. You can't just throw a few uh, things of blood around. I've learned this a long time ago yes. and call it art. Uh, I had a lot of movies that just stopped dead for gore scenes that I made when I was like 17, 18 and whatever because I was really into that, you know, uh-huh. in that time frame. I'm like, oh, yeah, you're going to slice yourself up like Hellraiser 2 style on, uh-huh. on a mattress. All right, right. Great. But the movie stops fucking dead for it. And, <laughs> and then you realize the movie turns into a freak show that I like and some other some other people would like, but not yeah. everybody. And back in the day, there wasn't this network that you realize there's so many more people out there like you. It was me making a movie that I showed in my mainstream fucking high school that had my buddy slicing himself up on a on a bed to bring a demon back from the dead. Like, right. you know, <laughs> that that's the, you know, where that's, you know, as shallow as we were and, and as uh, as deep as the movie got. And we were in blood was uh, everything. Right. Uh, the script, the script just had to be loosely strung together. Uh-huh. Yeah. Now you need the script is what is really the glue. Yes, some people will watch your freak show movie uh-huh. and some people will love your freak show movie. That's yeah, yeah. there's a lot of people out there, but I if I, my name's going to be attached, I do want it to have a little bit more a little bit more to it. A little bit more to it. I agree, you have to be able to connect to the material whether it's you know, like in a movie you want people to connect to the the characters or the story or something about it, not just, you know, get excited about uh, just the fact that there's you know, blood flying around or whatever like you said. And yeah, that's, that's great. definitely important yeah. to, uh, <laughs> I mean, even, you know, in, in podcasting or any of these other things too, you want people to connect to it because if you have two or three people and they don't have good chemistry or shit's not working for them, then that ends up becoming really annoying. Or, you know, if people take shitty pictures or they're taking pictures of stuff you don't give a fuck about, then, then it's not for you either, you know, so... Well, that's it. I mean, you you have an eye. You know exactly what you're trying what you're trying to achieve. And, yeah. Uh, and and sometimes what you realize is you're doing it for yourself because that's your hobby. But then you realize that a lot of people are interested in your hobby. Right. And you want to share that, and people are appreciative of it. Like I told you, I got that thing, and my whole family was like, "That's the coolest thing you've ever gotten." And <laughs> oh, I'm not. That's cool. This is I'm not blowing smoke <laughs> up your ass because, like I always say, just wouldn't it, there would be no story here then. Right. But they were all like touched. Oh, and I'm like, cool. and they were like, and I, and then I showed them your, your page yeah. and they're like, this is awesome. Cause my son, uh, I, and my daughters too, for that matter. And my wife for sure are all star Wars fans, okay. <laughs> which I love. Um, and unfortunately we all dislike the last movie. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I vowed that I, I feel like I can't give it a second chance, but maybe I'll, I'll have to cave when it eventually comes on Netflix or something like that. But sure. I, I was uh, wholeheartedly disappointed with it. I And I heard you guys talking about it. And I'm like, yeah, uh, you guys, you, you, you came around. You both seem to come around and both seem to have positive experiences with mm-hmm. it. I, I just, I did not have that positive experience. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I, I liked it from the beginning, but I am not super close to it either. So um, I, I find that. I am more forgiving of some of the stuff because I'm not super, super close to the material. But oh, it was, it was, cool. uh, Marco was disappointed at first and then came around from revisiting it. So, yeah, I, that's, I remember him saying uh, exactly that. But, uh, no, I think, I mean, it's cool that you have this, this other, this other outlet through podcasting to keep you busy. And it's sort of, uh, ignited the, the fire of trying to make a movie or something for you guys, too. So, I, yeah. I hope that that ends up working out and uh, 
If you uh, end up shooting in the area and you need someone to be a dead body, I'm good at laying <laughs> doing nothing. So Perfect. Perfect. We, we, we don't even know. Uh, there, there's two ideas that we, we kind of have going, and both both play off the same principle, the same sort of idea. And I, I think we, we – I don't think I'm uh, saying anything like – I mean, at the end of the day, it's just what we decide on. But ultimately, playing with the fact that Dave Lowe's found footage right, and the fact that I still feel like no one's done a great slasher film – found footage right so we just wanted to try to make a slasher film found footage sure but with a little bit more to it than just mm-hmm. throwing blood around and having people run around but yeah well that that's the goal that that one way or the other we have two visions two separate movies all together uh, i'm leaning towards one a little bit more so uh both of them are, are going to be hard work, and uh, we just want to start. I don't know if we're going to when we'll start filming. I'm not too concerned about that, but I want to get the the idea that has sort of been laid out. I just want them to help start writing it. And Dave said he will once he gets into his house. We can start going uh, podcast and movie, and we'll go from there. Nice, <laughs> nice. So yeah, man, and no, I and thank you, you know, thank you for you know taking the time to talk with me. This is this is great. Yeah, I appreciate the time. No, I. I wanted to have you come on as uh, an earlier guest on this because obviously I have sort of this connection to you as far as uh, when when I started at least following podcasts and then you were kind of starting doing your podcast around the same time. So in a way, if it wasn't for you, I might not have been here. So oh wow, man! So oh, thank you. <laughs> Holy yeah! Well, no, that's that's great. And, and uh, at the end of the day, I just wanted to say dick and fart jokes and make people laugh and sure, sure. have it tied to a Friday the 13th movie because <laughs> uh, those are fun movies and that was what it was all about. Yeah, it's definitely all about <laughs> dick and fart jokes. <laughs> oh, no, wait, you meant about Friday the 13th. Well, yeah, or I, I meant our podcast was that that's really what it was. It was like, OK, we're going to we're going to have some fun and we're talking Friday the 13th. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, it was a. Uh, it was definitely part of the plan to um, to have you and a couple other people that uh, that got me started, like the one that I think you had said you listened to with uh, when I had Rich on, like another guy that if it wasn't for him, I probably wouldn't have felt like I could start something. So yeah, uh, it's all you know, just who you meet along the way and and how everything shakes out in the end, right? Well, that's it. You and you ran the title of your show by me and i'm like that's awesome and i and i said the only thing I, and who will survive mm-hmm. is the title like that that, that that's it and i just said one thing i remembered and i that's why i wanted to pass that information on to you is that dave always said he always felt bad that they never put a horror podcast after banana laser or, or whatever yeah or skeleton Girl. so then i we that's why we said we'll call it the exploding heads horror podcast right. we didn't care how long that title was and it shows up in a lot of feeds so we were like this worked yeah so that's why I remember suggesting maybe it, it kills the, the coolness of who will survive. Yeah. But if it was who will survive horror podcast, it might pop up a little bit more. But I think you went with the right decision. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think uh, on iTunes it comes up just as who will survive. Yeah, that's what I – well, that's when, but, when you told uh, me it was on there. But, and I subscribed to it. It's there. But everything else, uh, it comes up you know, on Facebook and everything. I made that part of the name so that it was more uh, more out there with the name. So I appreciate that bit of info. Because, well, because you will, it will pop up in more searches as as your listenership also grows. Sure, you're going to find that you're you'll you'll just see it you'll just see it popping up there. Okay, and that uh, I mean at the end of the day, there that's I mean what you want you want some visibility you yeah, want people yeah. to check out the show and and give you feedback on, right. on what they think right. And then, so. like I said before, then I can get 
you know, I can get bigger and I can drop Marco because he's the dead weight. <laughs> Poor Marco. And then just go off on my own <laughs> things. That's kind of uh, an ongoing joke of this this show is I I throw some sort of an insult at him in every show because I know he listens well, back to it. So here, in which case, then that's great. I'll I'll throw an insult too. Uh, let's. I I dare anybody to drink every time Marco says right. <laughs> Right, right. Yeah. I think I say it a lot too, so <laughs> yeah. it might get, yeah, it might get some. Anytime right is said in the show, yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like fine, the, uh, it's like we the, all have our thing. Yeah, it's like the basically challenge from your show, right? Oh my God, basically, <laughs> or whatever we bring up. Yeah, it, exactly. We all we all do it, and it, the, that's half the fun, man. Yeah, is catching it and then just destroying each other. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, good. Well, um, before we go. Uh, why don't you let everyone know, I guess, where we could see your your videos, your movies, your podcast, and all that stuff, and uh, then we'll uh, we'll say our goodbyes. Sounds good. Uh, well, since this is Friends to the End, you can always come to Facebook. If you're on Facebook, Christian Luciani, I, it's a picture of me with a microphone in front of me, so you can know it, it's the podcast guy. Yeah. And then... Uh, and so you can find me that way and it pretty much everything's linked off of there. Uh, I do have a page for one Halloween night. That's all the Halloween movies. Uh, they're on YouTube. Luciani vision, I think is my YouTube handle. And again, the, the, the podcasts are TGIF 13. Thank God it's Friday the 13th, of course. And, uh, exploding heads, horror podcasts, exploding heads here. I, I gave Brandon shit for this or Dave exploding heads, horror movie podcast. Ah, so I say it properly. <laughs> Right, and those are all on iTunes and Stitcher and every other yeah I, podcast much location, pretty much. Yeah, for sure. When all else fails, resort to Google. There you go. Yeah, it's unfortunate because if I ever wanted to go for like a high-ranking position anywhere, they could easily just uh, type my name into Google, and uh, I think there's a picture of me in a hockey mask is the first image that pops up. <laughs> and, and then and then it all goes downhill from there. Because they just have to listen to a show for two seconds to see that I, I'm dropping C-bombs and everything Yeah, else. well, if they... If they saw the hockey mask thing, you could just, you know, blame it on being Canadian. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, well, that's just what we wear here, man. Don't you know anything about Canada? What the hell? Yeah. And they'd be like, we are True. also Canadian. We know that's not a thing. So you can't <laughs> yeah. fool us. <laughs> yeah. I should. Yeah. Exactly. Well, it's from it, the it other Canadian part of Canada. Yeah. I'm from. Uh, I'm, uh, the Quebec. The, the Quebec area. Yeah. I'm from uh, the uh, the north west coast uh, you know we do it a little different up there in newfoundland we share very similar uh cultures i think even though you're in the states because we're so close in proximity yeah yeah well that's we even have a little bit of a almost canadianness to some of our accent from like western new york has sort of a distinct accent that when i talk to other yeah. people and they're like so it's like a it's like new york mixed with something else and i'm like is it canadian and they're like yeah like, i think that's it because uh, it definitely bleeds in a little bit where uh, I think you know because we watch a lot of hockey and there's a lot of Canadian guys on TV and stuff. And well, it's it's funny because when I was away, someone said, "Where are you from?" And I, I said, "Oh, Toronto." They're like, "Oh, we're from New York," and we just assumed you were from New York. And I'm like, "Really?" Because I get called out on being Canadian because I say "a" a lot. Yeah, I say it too. And so. <laughs> yeah, it, it's just yeah. And I say sorry. It, yeah. Well, I yeah. That's I say sorry instead of excuse me and. I'll just insert stories in everywhere. It's yeah. the craziest thing. Well, and also the pronunciation. People laugh at me when I say sorry. Sorry, yeah, or a boot. Yeah, I never say a boot. No, but uh, yeah, it's it, it's a very <laughs> it's a very distinct area where that where you might catch that. But 
Yeah. Hey, man, this has been awesome. Yeah, I, you know, I yeah. really do appreciate your time. Great. Was, uh, again. Uh, no, it's been awesome, and uh, we will definitely have to hook up for some more stuff in the future. Sounds good. And I will plug all of my stuff in the intro, and so I will take this chance to say goodbye. Hey, man. Thanks again. Yep. Bye. Yeah, take care. Yeah.